There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Monstrous Agonies presents Ruggedly Handsome and Out for Revenge. Always recommend a visit to your local library for practical advice and access to resources as well as community events to help you stay connected. You're listening to the Nightfolk Network, the UK's only dedicated radio service for the creature community. Tonight, though, we're taking a more global perspective as we explore the history and future of the werewolf diaspora. We talk to Ned Canavan, a community educator from the London Museum of Lycanthropy. Right, so here at the museum, uh, we usually talk about lycanthropic communities. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it's a helpful way of referring to everyone who falls under the umbrella of somatically non-stable lycanthropes. So that's... um, That's people who turn into wolves, in other words. Or, you know, wolves who turn into people, depending on how you want to look at it. In this case, though, we're talking very specifically about werewolves. 
that is a particular group of somatically non-static lycanthropes who hail from Britain and Ireland. And the reason we're being so uncharacteristically specific is because the werewolf diaspora is a really unique phenomenon in the creature community here. Emigration and immigration, the movement of people to and from other countries, it's always been part of life in these islands for all genuses. People have always moved away to find work, to build new communities and start new lives for themselves and their families. That's just life. That's what people do. And of course, that's as true for lycanthropes as it is for anyone else. But for other lycanthropic communities that live here, the Wolvers, the Lukaru, the Versipelli and the Girolfi, emigration is an individual choice made by certain people for their own personal reasons. For werewolves, emigration is an intrinsic part of our culture and history. Britain's colonisation of Ireland first began in the 1550s. In the following 800 years of oppression, the Irish culture was almost wiped out. Prior to colonisation, the respective werewolf populations of each country lived in relative peace with the sapios around them. In Roman Britain, werewolves were recorded holding high-ranking political and religious positions. Meanwhile, in Ireland, the two communities maintained generally civil, if not outright friendly, relations, particularly in the medieval kingdom of Ossory, home to the largest Irish werewolf community. Werewolves at this time had little to no camaraderie or community across national boundaries. They considered themselves to be either Irish werewolves or British werewolves, and shared no identity between the two. Then, in the 1600s, British werewolves found themselves, for the first time, subjected to the same treatment as their oppressed Irish counterparts. Anti-creature sentiment rose dramatically in this period, and many genuses were forced to live with as little contact with the sapio population as possible for fear of violence and discrimination. As a particularly visible population, werewolves bore the brunt of this sentiment, epitomising, in the eyes of policymakers and propagandists, the savagery and duplicity common to all creatures. In the 1650s, the British government under Oliver Cromwell enforced anti-werewolf policies that led to a significant depletion of the population. Cromwell enacted these as part and parcel of his ethnic cleansing of the Irish population. Three pounds! That's, that's how much you'd get for a werewolf pelt. Three pounds. Um, it works out at about 350 quid in today's money, which is actually about as much as I spent on my Roomba. Yeah. And so that's what Oliver Cromwell and his cronies thought a werewolf's life was worth. Which, to be fair, is actually more than he thought an Irish human's life was worth. Uh, I mean, he wiped out around 40% of the Irish population. But interestingly, in Ireland at that time, you could get five or six pounds for a wolf, you know, like your regular all wolf all the time wolf pelt. So we can't actually be sure how many of our pelts were sold in Ireland because hunters would just say they were regular wolf pelts so they could get paid more. So Cromwell was wiping out the Irish population. He was he was doing a bit of an owl ethnic cleanse, you know. And the Irish werewolves were a part of that. Right? Right. 
But the order didn't say anything about Irish werewolves, did it? I mean, look, we're using the word British as shorthand right now, but obviously, look, you're talking about the history of the Scottish werewolves and the Welsh werewolves. You know, come on away down to the museum, I'll talk your ear off. But what I'm saying is when Cromwell left Ireland, he went right over to Scotland. Three pounds a pelt. And the English werewolves? Oh, Jesus, I can't imagine they're shocked, to be honest. Not even a higher price for them, the poor pets. Three pounds a pelt? Uh, it was it was incentivised genocide. Uh, all werewolves were targeted. Everyone. And that was intentional. We were undesirables to be wiped out. That's when it started, the moment everything changed for our community. <laughs> Nothing like an L near-death experience to forge bonds, right? The first wave of emigration was in the 17th century, and that's when the communities combined. Everyone was affected. You know, everyone knew someone who had moved away. And, you know, in those days, it wasn't like they could fly home for a quick visit. When they were gone, they were gone for good. It was, it was really, it was a watershed moment for werewolves from Ireland and Britain. We, we can draw a line in our history at Cromwell's bounties and say, this changed us. A third of the population went abroad, often never came home again, and a third were murdered. We were never the same again. The, the population has never recovered. British and Irish werewolves alike fled to Europe, where they formed new packs and joined existing ones, creating a ready-made social network to receive the next wave of emigres during the Industrial Revolution. In the 1800s, rapid urbanisation and increased demand for farmland had a dramatic impact on communities of all genuses. Werewolves were among those most affected, and packs found their traditional territories carved up in the name of industrial progress. In Ireland, many packs migrated westward, settling particularly in Donegal, Mayo, Kerry and Cork. And many, of course, followed their forebears to the continent, joining burgeoning werewolf communities, particularly in the Black Forest and the Basque Country. But for some, an even more radical change of scenery was required. Werewolves travelled further than they ever had before, and the period gave rise to one of the most romantic and controversial figures in liminal pop culture, the werewolf cowboy of the American West. Oh, it's a great image, isn't it? Oh, the long, lean, lone wolf doing his best Clint Eastwood squint before padding off into the sunset to howl at the moon. Turn on your telly any Sunday afternoon and you'll, you'll see him there, ruggedly handsome and out for revenge. Of course, it wasn't like that at all. Um, I mean, for one thing, we're werewolves, so we don't really do loners. <laughs> um, most werewolves on the frontier arrived with their entire families in tow. And I mean everyone, like cousins to grannies. They were not stalking off into the wilderness alone. For another thing, there's no evidence of actual werewolves working as actual cowboys. I mean, you know, not to perpetuate a stereotype, but um, like, would you put a werewolf in charge of your cattle? They weren't ranchers. They were hunters. Rustlers, maybe. But ranchers, no, not a chance. I'm not saying we didn't wear the hats, though. I'll admit to that. And God knows we love a bandana, whatever shape we're in. The experience of persecution, emigration and diaspora loom large in werewolf culture today, 
reflected in songs, art and literature. People all over the world can trace their roots back to those werewolves who left their homes to make a new life overseas. But what does this culture of emigration mean for werewolves today? Werewolves still, to this day, have higher rates of emigration than any other genus relative to our population size. It's been part of our culture for so long. It's, it's almost expected. If a young werewolf tells their family, I'm moving to America or to Germany or Spain, it's not a shock. In fact, you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll actually probably be given a list of cousins to check up on <laughs> once they get there. The difference we're seeing now is that uh, a lot of those young people come back again. They'll move away for a few years, work hard, make money, and then you know, they're coming home to their old packs and bringing that experience and that financial security back into their communities. And, you know, the opposite also happens. Uh, werewolves from other countries coming to visit their ancestors' packs, people whose families left this part of the world generations ago, but who still feel that connection. And I think that's a really important part of what werewolf culture looks like today. It is a truly global community. And that's from our history. Um, we've learned we are all one pack. Thanks again to Ned Canavan from the London Museum of Lycanthropy. The museum houses the largest collection of lycanthropic artefacts in Europe and is free to attend. Plan your trip at visitlml.org.uk. Time now for the news. Conspiracies. Ruggedly Handsome and Out for Revenge was written and performed by H.R. Owen and Maeve de Bruyne. Maeve de Bruyne is an actor, writer and playwright. Her voice work features in The Silt Verses, Omen and the upcoming podcast The Secret of St Kilda. You can follow her on Twitter at Maeve de Bruyne or check out more of her work at mavedebruyne.org. Big hello to our latest supporters on Patreon, Scott and Lena. Join them at patreon.com slash monstrousagonies and follow us on Tumblr at monstrousagonies and on Twitter at monstrous underscore pod for more monstrous content. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.